Welcome to the House Slinger Podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Kroll, and here's where you get the down and dirty Mississippi mud curl Jessup. You can't handle the truth about today's real estate market. So let's get started. Okay, here we go, everybody. It, today is Thursday, January 26th, and wow, some crazy stuff's been going on in the real estate market. So let's get started. First off, uh, a friend of mine, Anthony Young of Anthony Young Appraisers, the uh, value guy, put together a little chart uh, for exactly where we are in the real estate market right now. And basically what he did is he broke it down by city and within the city, he broke it down by zip codes. So he got pretty micro into what was going on in pricing. And basically if you look at the market, we pretty much peaked in March. March was pretty much it. We had some high prices in uh, April, but really we maxed out in March because that's when the interest rates on loans started going up. So that's your peak. And what he found was that there was one set of numbers that you had to use in order to come up with today's valuation if your comparable sale, that is your comp, was nine months old. Now, there was a second number set of numbers if your comp was six months old because we had already, after that first three months, we kind of settled down. So based on that, uh, what I did was I worked up two local neighborhoods to see where we were at and see how dire the real estate market truly was. One of the neighborhoods I used was the Northgate area of Walnut Creek, California. Uh, The zip code there is 94598. And what I found is from the absolute top of the market, over the last nine months, that area lost 11.61%. So that's a significant pullback. Um, over the last six months, it lost 8.34%. So it's actually slowing down in the depreciation. And quite honestly, I'm going to argue that we are already at the new bottom today. Uh, that being said, that same neighborhood over the last three years was up 39%, which is 13% per year. So even if you subtract that 11.61% off, that means that that area appreciated 13% in 2020, 13% in 2021, and about 3%, well, no, 13% again, in 2022 and that's including the 11.61 pullback so you're still up 13 percent a year show me another investment that makes that kind of return i you can't do it it doesn't exist that's how well that area did um and i've been a stockbroker i've been in the stock business i hold stocks today i watch my stocks Now, granted, I have some stocks that performed very well, but the reason they performed very well was back in March of 2020 when we went under lockdown and everybody was scared to death about what was happening in the economy or this or that, and everybody had a different take 
on being afraid of the same things. Uh, but they were afraid of a stock market crash. They were afraid of not being able to get toilet paper. They were afraid of dying. They were afraid of the government controlling what, you know, they were going to do with their lives. They were just afraid back then. So that being said, during all that uncertainty in the market, I tripled down on my stocks. So I'm doing very well. Your lesson there is uh, Warren Buffett, when people are fearful, he's greedy. When people are greedy, he's fearful. And I agree with him. So people were fe fearful back in May of 2020, and I got greedy, and it, it did me well. However, um, that's in the stock market. You don't do that kind of stuff in the housing market, especially where you lay your head. What you really need to do is find something that works for your family or your situation and just do it. And that's pretty much that in a nutshell. So if schools are the most important thing to you, you're probably going to have to give up maybe a bathroom, maybe a bedroom that you wanted. And maybe you add that on, but you get into the school district that you want into. That's the most important thing. Now, if space is the most important thing and the school district doesn't matter, that's what you go for. It really just depends on what you are looking for. Now, uh, with this pullback in the market, um, there, there are some investors out there that might have taken it on the chin a little bit. Um, I had one the other day where um, the guy wants, I think he wants nine fifty for that house. Uh, the market says it's worth about eight ten. Uh, he's been on the market about six months because he came on right when the market went to hell in a handbasket. And those guys got caught in a vortex. There's no question about it. But at some point, you have to make a decision because... If you're a speculator, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. And we know that in the stock market. You speculate on stocks, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Hopefully you win more than you lose, but you're going to lose on certain stocks. Um, and as a speculator in the real estate market, you're going to lose once in a while. You're not going to be 100%. And uh, this idea that you're always going to make money in the real estate market as an investor is nonsense because you're an investor. Investors don't always make money. Some addition, some investments go south on you. And when they do, they do. It's a loss, write it off, move on. Um, so, but when you're looking for some place to lay your head, that's an entirely different story. Um, it has to do with the neighborhood you live in. It has to do with the schools. It has to do with you know, if you're commuting, what your commute looks like. It has to do with, you know, if you feel safe walking your dog in the neighborhood, you know, and it, um, that stuff matters, you know, um, and that's the kind of stuff you make decisions on real estate about. Uh, it's not a matter of, well, can I sell it and make money? Um, if you hold it long enough, you can always sell it and make money in the state of California. Why? because people want to be in California. And, you know, there, there is this exodus thing coming on right, going on right now. Uh, but in truth, we are actually forming more houses. So we have, uh, housing formation is, 
you know, Junior meets the girl of his dreams. They get married. They form a house. Okay, they form a, a, a house, a, a household, and that's a household formation. We have had more of those than we have had, and that's a housing formation is at least two people choosing to start a house together. Okay, versus people who have left the state. The number of people who have left the state is equal to the number of housing formations we have right now, which means we we did not lose. There's not empty houses sitting anywhere or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, there's not money to be made because, you know, everybody's leaving California because they're not. Um, and what I found just watching is people are getting to these other states where, yeah, they could buy more house um, for what they pay in California and they got down there and they didn't like it. Um, for various different reasons, um, you know, uh, there's people that didn't like it because of, you know, the politics of the area. Maybe they leaned a certain way, and when they got there, they realized that uh, the rest of the state was a little too extreme for them. Uh, maybe they wanted more space and realized that they could get more space, but they don't make as much money down there. Um, you know, maybe they hate the weather. Um, you know, I, I can't imagine moving to Idaho. That's been a big place where people have gone from this area. Quite honestly, it is miserable up there right now, and I would not want to be in Idaho right now uh, any more than I'd want to be in Texas in August, um, which is also hellacious. Um, it's bad enough when the Bay Area hits 110 for a few days in a row. Uh, Texas does that for a few months in a row, and that is just soul-crushing to me. Um, and I love the heat. So, you know, uh, people that moved down to the southeast and found out that hurricanes suck. They're not fun. Um, so there's a lot of, and we don't have that stuff in California. And everybody around the world is, uh, around the country rather, is like, oh, well, you know, California and earthquakes. Um, I'll be honest, I've felt one earthquake in probably the last three years. Um, and I have one memory of one significant earthquake, which would have been Loma Prieta. Uh, and that's one of the few earthquakes that did a tremendous amount of damage. And I felt that thing. Um, I felt the ground come up at me. I was outside when it happened. And uh, that was, what was that, thir uh, 33 years ago? Yeah, 33, yeah, 33 years ago. So if you're having hurricanes regularly, you know, and you're talking to me about earthquakes, I'm not hearing you because the earthquakes are so few and so far between and don't really do, for the most part, do very little damage. Even Loma Prieto, I walked into my house and uh, I used to have a espresso maker uh, sat up on the back of the um, uh, range and it tipped over. That was the extent of my damage from Loma Prieta. So um, th the thing, the bottom line is people want to be in California. And they're like, oh, well, you know, the crime's gotten out of control. Oh, the crime's out of control throughout the nation. Um, you know, and uh, we had a um, uh, one of those overwhelm uh, crimes at our local Nordstrom about, it's probably been a year now. Truth of the matter is, they got the idea from Virginia. 
So it's it, it, it's not like they're doing stuff here that doesn't exist someplace else. Um, and, and that's the thing. It's just, it's throughout the nation right now. And it's going to be a problem until we deal with the problems that are creating it. But the bottom line is, right now, real estate is not a bad investment at all. Um, the loan rates have definitely stabilized, which is great for everybody. And, um, you know, it's like at this point, um, if you're a buyer, you know, uh, UWM, which is the uh, largest um, originator of mortgages in the country, is doing their mortgages with basically no cost. Um, and the reason, and what they're doing with that, the reason why it's no cost is they think there's going to be a drop in the interest rates and they'll be able to come back and refinance all those loans uh, and make money on the back end. That's what they're trying to do. Um, so one of the largest mortgage originators in the country is betting on lower rates. Um, which is awesome. So at this point, what I'm telling people is if you can afford the payment today, let's get you in, okay? And then, you know, if there's an uh, ability to uh, refinance, awesome. Um, and if not, you qualified for that loan and you're fine. It's not like the silly financing that we had uh, back in you know, 2004, 2005, 2006, where, you know, um, the loan was going to adjust to a number you can't afford. Uh, and that's what happened. And that's why so many people either lost their houses or ended up short sailing is because um, the, it, there was two pieces of it. One was they weren't qualified for the payment in the first place because loan officers were actually lying on the apps and nobody cared. Um, and then the second piece is the adjustable um loans, which is the stuff that started about 2010. Uh, and when that stuff started, the reason it started was um, because those loans were adjusting. So you had a teaser rate of, you know, two, three percent, something very, very low. And then it was about to pop up to six percent, which is twice as much, which we just had, which is what threw the wet blanket on the market in the first place. So that was like the second wave of foreclosures and short sales and we don't have that and they're not approving that style of loan anymore so that's not a problem going forward so my what I say right now is if you can afford the payment and get it fixed stay with it now they're doing a um, I think it's a five I think they're calling the five three two or something like that buy down where the buy down doesn't go for a long period of time on the loan. And what that, what I mean when I say buy down is you're buying down the interest rate um, for a period of time. And uh, the cost on that is going to be lower uh, because you're not buying it down for the life of the loan. Uh, however, um, whatever it buys down to is what it stays at and you are into that loan for an amount of money. So with that, you know, it's like if you do, you buy it down, say the numbers jumped in my head because I just wrote um, 
where 3% was 24,000. So on an $800,000 house, 24,000 uh, buy down, uh, that'll get your, it's three points, it'll get your loan rate down about uh, three eighths, I think at that point. Um, so if you're starting with a six and an eighth, you'll end up at maybe around five and three quarters, which is a decent rate. Um, overall, it's average for the last 40 years is it's within tolerances for that. So, you know, I don't know that that's a terrible way to go about it and just stick with that. You'll be writing off that interest all along. Uh, it won't be enough interest that you'll go over the $10,000 cap. Uh, and it's, it's just not a bad thing overall. Um, that being said, on this, uh, I think it's a 532, you buy it down for five years or three years and two years, um, and then it could potentially go up. And that feels to me a lot like the stuff we were getting in trouble with before where the rate went up after five years or the rate went off up after 10 years. And if you weren't paying attention and didn't get it refinanced, you got screwed. And uh, that's all bad. We don't want to go down that road. So um, my theory and what I think um, everybody should stick with is if you can afford the house payment where it is, go ahead and buy the house um, because at least you're in. Um, and that's the whole thing. You need to get in. And whatever that looks like, that's you can't make money if you're not in the market. So that's all we got for today. Um, go out and make it a good one.